And then he got up and his eyes were like bleeding. He looked like he'd been hanging out with D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yes. Facts. We yeah, yeah. And we dribbling, yeah, yeah. And we dribbling, yeah. We put some shots up and we dribbling. For all we know, episode 50. Whoop, whoop. It's Nate. It's A-Hop. That's the sound of the police. No, that's actually just my siren because are they coming for d-lo oh we'll get to that in a second if you didn't already hear i guess we could just uh move that to the front (laughs) Um, we still got the kicks first no no i know but in the in the news section okay anyways uh recording thursday may 2nd it's five o'clock somewhere and right now it's here yeah i was gonna say (laughs) except i'm drinking water so not how that goes but hey Sometimes the struggle is too real. Sometimes. I don't know that this is the struggle being real, but I guess it could be. It don't always be like that, but sometimes it do, you know? That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll just jump right into the, the kicks of the week here. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say, how are you doing this week, A-Hop? You know, I'm pretty good. How, how are you? I've been better, but, you know, I'm grinding through my life. <laughs> Why did you want to start with that? I don't know. Just felt like saying, hey. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> Some things have irked me recently, and we'll get to those later. But All right. Uh, yeah. For the most part. You've been big mad. We'll talk about it. Well, I wasn't. I was just like, damn, that's sad. And then I got big mad. So if you want to hear me big mad as a big guy, then uh, Little bro. tune in to NCAA at the end. Yeah. You're going to want to hear this. Uh-huh. Alrighty. Anyways, kicks, shoes, footwear, go. Uh, we're running back a, a pair of shoes that you've already seen from us, but Kyrie keeps coming with the fire. So these are the Kyrie Fives, his newest model. This is a player edition called the EYBL. Or the Eyeball. Yeah, which is the Elite Youth Basketball League. Or Ebel. Yes. Um, I don't even really know how to describe hey, these. These are kind of wild. Uh the main section of the shoe is kind of like this really light green uh, with red Nike swoosh and some red accents um, covering the laces. And as well as the patch on the back of the shoe is this pretty wild, uh, bright yellow and bright green floral. Yeah. Floral kind of patched uh, mm-hmm. color scheme, which looks a lot cooler than I'm probably describing it as right now. <laughs> um, the midsole of the shoe is white and the actual bottom of the shoe is also white but it has some neon green and red highlights on it these are pretty fire it's kind of like a it's like a springy kind of colorway yeah and you know the best part is he just said screw it find me because he's wearing Kyrie socks oh (laughs) mm -hmm. he doesn't have the nba logo on it he's just like whatever thug life they'll find him a nickel and it won't matter or maybe Nike cut a deal. I don't know. Who knows? Because they are he is a Nike athlete, but I don't see. I haven't been able to find anything that says like uh, they get fined if they don't wear the socks. I would just kind of assume because they wear Nike NBA socks like elites. Yeah. Any other day, every other player anyway. So. Well. Um. I'm trying to see if you can tell, but I think that the Kyrie socks do have a Nike logo on them. Yeah, the, I mean, there there is a Nike logo. Me. Yeah, you see, 
the the logo is like cut in half so the top is gray and the bottom is red well yeah but it needs an nba logo oh nba logo okay yeah i missed that entirely my bad <laughs> i saw the nike logo and it distracted me so i don't know if he's paying a fine here or if nike's fronting the fine to promote his new socks or not. i didn't know he had socks so if that's what they're going for it worked i mean everybody's or these two guys xavier and golf golf bank g know what we're talking about one says his logo on the socks is clean english and the other one says Kyrie socks hard too well also also english but hey <laughs> slang nathan it's how people speak not necessarily Welcome how to they the type. american education system oh good lord <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit hole yeah let's let's not <laughs> so um time to move on to some news as mentioned by a hop at the beginning of the episode um i already forgot what the the lead into that was but um d'angelo d'angelo russell has been partying i guess and is, and is off in his uh post playoffs or doing just season. the opposite yeah or he's a snitch one of the two mm, who knows <laughs> so uh, he was cited in New York with marijuana in his possession at none other than the airport. The probably the worst and dumbest idea for place to take drugs or like firearms or anything like that, you know, legal uh, stuff. I mean, like, I think drugs and firearms are in two different categories as far as getting them through the airport. But, you know, actually, I think a gun is easier because you can have it in your uh, in like your suitcase below the plane. Maybe. I don't know anything about that. I said, I think. I don't know. Anyways, he thought he was all cool. If you went to college, you've seen these. They're uh, fake Arizona iced tea cans, and they're just kind of hollowed out, but they kind of have some weight to them. And so if you open it up, you can, it's like a hidden compartment. You can store things in it. And that's where the, what was it? Almost half a gram of weed was in. Oh, is, was that what they said? I don't know. I, I thought did. that's what you said. No, they, the, all that they released was that he was cited for having less than 50 grams of weed, which is oh. like a, a, just an absurdly wide range of an amount, anywhere from half a gram to 49 and a half. No, anywhere from anything at all to less than 50 grams, which is ridiculous. So, so either he's got like a, a blunt on him or he had, or he's like a drug lord. <laughs> like a, I, don't no about, I don't know about drug lord, but yeah, either he's a got de- hardly any a dealer. Yeah, he's doing something, but uh, or he's slinging on the back streets <laughs> of Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently. So even if D'Lo pleads guilty in Queens Criminal Court, he might not have any repercussions from the NBA. You don't actually get suspended until there's a third violation of their marijuana policy. We'll see how the NBA reacts. I think they have to be but, all anti-drug because the country's all anti-drug. Yeah, you're going to see a, a random drug test. I'm putting air quotes here <laughs> around random uh, coming his way. Yeah. And, and uh, I just thought of something. He was probably flying private, so he probably thought he could get it through, which would make a little bit of sense. Maybe. Like a little, little more lenient on the private flights. Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned, too, either either he's – smoking or he's snitching because he said that it that the, it was actually in his brother's bag um and then there was a separate bag i think they found that had weed in a grinder so yeah it's not looking too hot on that front for D-Lo, <laughs> but 
I don't know. I'm just, I think this is stupid anyway. Yeah, his brother probably, he probably pays his brother a salary to just hang out with him or something. I mean, his brother probably just chills. Exactly. So his brother's like, sure, I'll just take this one for you, (laughs) you know? Yeah, we'll see how it pans out, but I don't think anything will really happen. Mm -hmm. Um, In some sadder... season, just let him chill. (laughs) In some sadder, but not super sad news, could have been a lot worse. Danny Ainge... A.K.A. the draft god or the pick god. Yeah. He's got an abundance of first round picks. The finesse god. Yeah. Uh, he has a, he had a mild heart attack on Tuesday um, after the Bucks um, Celtics game. So I guess he just couldn't handle the intensity of the playoffs. <laughs> He's expected to make a full recovery, however. So everybody relax about my joke. <laughs> He's not dead. I don't know if anyone was freaking out, but uh, yeah. Can you see our listener right now? I can't, but I think you're assuming things. Sounds like Ainge also had a heart attack about 10 years ago, so hopefully there are no complications and that his health is is well. Sounds like like he needs to um, get a new heart or something. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing you can just do. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up we got Vince VC um, he's coming back for his 22nd season is anyone surprised but he doesn't know if it'll be with the Hawks <laughs> I think one of the W's I saw on the internet this week was after this was announced someone commented and said are we going to have to force this man to retire like we did Dirk and I was like, yeah, it's kind of looking that way. I mean, he's still putting up seven points per game and like four or five rebounds. And getting at some dunks here and there. I don't know how, in how many minutes that is, but yeah, he's out here, though. He is indeed. I don't, I, don't, I mean, like, hats off to him that he's actually getting minutes. Granted, it is a crappy team. But, like, remember yeah. Jawan Howard was on the heat for, like, six seasons after he turned 40? But he didn't. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't play though. He just sat on the bench and was like a a player coach. Yeah. So maybe if a team wants that, I don't know. But you brought up a point to me. I think you saw it on uh, Twitter or something on Someone's, the internet. Yeah. Someone said, "Is that fair to the younger guys?" Though I think it was a player, right? Um. Oh yeah, it was uh, No Chill Gil Gilbert Arenas. Yep. Yeah, he he said something about that's a younger guy who's getting cut from a roster for the sake of Vince Carter continuing to be on a team. Eh, you know, like <laughs> I think I think that Vince is trying to stay playing basketball and Gilbert Arenas is trying to stay relevant in other ways. I I e mainly through social media comments. Um I kind of take that with a grain of salt, but I don't know. If Vince wants to keep playing and Vince can continue to contribute and he feel like, feels like there's value added to his life and the life of younger guys that he's acting as a mentor for, then let him play. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing on. I agree with you, by the way. Cool. <laughs> uh, Kemba Walker um, can earn as much as 20, $221 million with Charlotte if he resigns with them. Uh, just based on, you know, the first uh, team he's currently with being able to offer him more. I forgot what that is called, but 
MBA stuff. Um, <laughs> the reason this is kind of like in the news this week is because there was three different NBA executives that say the Hornets are effed either way. So it kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So you either way, like I think they're saying is you, you spend a lot of money on Kemba and you won't be able to afford a lot of other people. And so you might be crappy for the years to come or you let Kemba walk and then you regret it because your team sucks. Let Kemba, Kemba. walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Walker way. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to agree. I feel like if I'm Kemba, I don't really have any interest in staying there despite pulling in the big contract. He's been there and he's been outstanding and he's probably really sick of losing. Plus he just loves the city and loves money. I mean, and maybe those are his motivations, but um, I think he will see a lot of courting from a variety of teams in the offseason. I know the Mavs have already said that they're interested. Um, mm-hmm. You got to imagine that who knows what's happening with KD, Kyrie, and the Knicks with all those rumors that have been flying, but you can't. It's hard for me to imagine that the Knicks aren't interested in a guy like Kemba. So, Or anybody, really. Exactly. Like Lakers, Clippers, uh, Kings, maybe, if you want to put Kemba at the two or Fox at the two or something. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. The list, the list goes on of teams that could use a Kemba Walker. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting where there's uh, – sounds like people are feeling like he's not a great fit for the Lakers. Um, so they're thinking L.A. won't pursue him, but he's um, – why? You know, I don't get Yeah, it, but... what? He's an all-star point guard playing I think... with one of the best players in the league. I How is people... that bad? <laughs> We're just continuing to underrate him as a player, you know? Like, I think his numbers should speak for themselves, but I don't know. If anything, that's, like, the perfect place for him because it takes load off LeBron, who's aging. Yeah. I mean, this year he was averaging 26, 4, and 6, and he was shooting good percentages, so. Yeah, because he's Kemba. We'll see. He's nuts. Um, So there are some... uh, other moves or like decisions to be made. Um, but this, this side on there, this time on the, the coaching side yes. So f- for the Suns, it's looking like uh, they're going to hire Monty Williams as their next coach. There was a rumor that it's gaining momentum. And so it's kind of looking like that's going to be the decision, but they might be waiting till after the playoffs are over to announce it. Cause he is the Blazers assistant coach currently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think? Do you think it'll happen? I don't know. Like, I, it's just mind-boggling to me that they're going. They're so bad, and they're just trying to hire an assistant. Wouldn't you want to hire a legitimate coach to try to bring your franchise back? Eh, yeah. Again, this is probably Sarver being like, "Ugh, get someone cheap." <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that Matt Barnes just called him out. He's like, "This guy sucks. Get him out." <laughs> I know. Matt Barnes does not care. No, he'll catch anybody in traffic. Yeah, he'd try. Mm-hmm. Speaking of traffic, some L.A. news. Uh, <laughs> the, Clip- the Clippers agree to extend Doc Rivers, his contract. Nothing yet disclosed, which is interesting because I feel like before this season, there was a lot of talk about him being out as coach. Yeah. Well, you look at what he did with that team this year, though. I feel like people already had low expectations and then, you see them play really well. They trade away Tobias Harris, who's supposed to be their best guy, and they continue to do well. And even though they only win a couple against 
the Warriors, I mean, they had no business winning any. So yeah, I mean, like he's a, he deserves to be a like a coaching having a coaching job, a stable job because he's a great coach and he's proven that time and time again. And so just like the thought that they were like, well, I don't know if he's gonna work out. It's like if anybody like it like that you want to build a new team around for a coach, like he's definitely a top five prospect. Like he's proven to be successful. So I don't know why they were even thinking of not resigning him at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, and I guess we'll see what kind of money they're talking as far as extending him, but plus they traded him, traded for him. That was so funny. I can't believe that's a thing that happened. Yeah. I don't understand. I've never seen a coach being traded before, but I guess Brooklyn or Boston was just done with them and said, yeah, you go that Here, way have now. him. We're going to trade him. Yeah, totally. Or was um, it, was it Boston, right? It was yeah. Three team yeah. Trade with Boston Clippers on Houston or something like that. I don't know about the third team, but that sounds right. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, it was, a, it was a while ago. It was still wild. It was a wild time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the other ball club in L.A., uh, the Lakers are, quote, impressed with Ty Lue. Okay, whatever that means. Um, it doesn't feel as if we're any closer to a decision being made. However, they've they've interviewed several people, is my understanding. Um, I find I would find it exceedingly comical if they hired Ty Lue. I, yeah, I mean, that's just the meme team coming back alive. Isn't it, right? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but that... I'd like pretty... to see Jason Kidd come even, back. As even after he got absolutely run out of Milwaukee? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like him and LeBron would be good together because Jason Kidd has just like the basketball mind and LeBron has an amazing basketball mind. And so two crazy basketball minds together can create something cool. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like with the way that, the new coach for the Bucks came in, Buttonholzer, and made them the number one team after last year. They were not even close. I don't know where they <laughs> where they were last year, but they're just leaps and bounds better than they were that last year. That it was kid at the helm last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So that makes me a little bit wary. I mean, obviously systems and and the players you're working with can change a lot your impact, but e yikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a couple coaches that are expected not to move are Popovich and Billy Donovan um, coach pop with the Spurs is expected to sign a three-year deal despite joking in an interview that he was in in contract talks with three other teams um, we all know that that's not the case um, Billy Donovan I think is a little more surprising um, mm-hmm. in OKC just because Man, the, when when it's that first year without KD and, and things are rough, you can kind of live with that. But as we've moved into these last couple of years where you have the pieces and and there's these high expectations, and with, especially with how well they played to start this season and the way they really just fell apart late and into the playoffs, you kind of question if, if he's still the right decision for the guy to be leading your team. But Yeah, maybe just extend him a year. Just kind of see what happens. You know, it's like at some point, <laughs> At some point, you have to ask if he's the problem. Well, I think we, I mean, he might be part of it. I think a guy named Russell Westbrook is a, you know. There are a lot of problems, but it's just <laughs> with the way that they continue to underperform. Like, something isn't working, 
And if, mm-hmm. if Don, it depends how much Donovan is calling the shots, right? But when you, mm. when you consistently underperform, you, you have to at least ask that question. Mm-hmm. That's all. Cool. Um, the was, last news. I was waiting for you to pick up the next thing, but you just didn't say anything. I'm sorry. The last <laughs> news is uh, the T Wolves hire Gerson Rosas. Is that how you say that? As a new basketball of or president of basketball operations, he was a former Rockets exec. I, I don't know. This I don't is. know why you said his last name so funny, but that's the best that I could do. Mm. <laughs> you said like Rosas. Be Rosas? Like Gerson Rosas. Rosas, yeah. Rosas. <laughs> no, it's one R, not two. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, congrats to that guy. I want that job. Um, Do you? You want to be the president of the T-Wolves basketball ops? Uh, you probably get paid a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you got to deal with And you get to work in basketball. Yeah, at least Jimmy Butler's gone, though. He's not going to yell at you. <laughs> Yeah, but now you just have all the soft guys. <laughs> exactly. So they're all be intimidated by you. No one will talk back. You just be like, hey, softy, get over there and run run a lap. Oh, brutal. Down and back. Big softy. Big McFlurry. That's what we should call uh <laughs> that's what we should call towns. Big, big McFlurry. <laughs> but but McFlurry, what? Oh, never mind. All right. <laughs> I just made it up on the spot. Yeah, that was, I didn't okay. really get it, but okay. Let's, let's, let's go on to some playoff stuff. Let's do it. Um, so I saw you put this in there because I totally forgot it happened because I lost track of time. Yeah, well, it's weird when it moves between two series between pods. But uh, yes, the conclusion of that Warriors-Clippers <laughs> series, we were really hoping that the Clippers could extend it to seven just so we could see Golden State really with the pressure on. Uh, KD said no thank you. Um, in game <laughs> in game six, KD drops fifty and closes out the series. Golden State wins one twenty nine to one ten. Um, KD's kind of just been on one, and we're going to talk more about that later. But Pat Bev and Lou Will had a lot of good things to say about him. Um, he said, "There's nothing you can do with special people." They said he proved himself, and he proved that he's exactly who people think he is or say he is, which is one of the best scorers ever to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also had six boards and five assists. Um, I think another thing of note that we've seen late in that series is Draymond Green looks a little bit less like garbage. Uh, he had a triple-double that game with 16-14-10, and I feel like other teams should be worried if Draymond is, is starting to play more like his old self. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If he gets his confidence back and starts hitting some of those mid-range jumpers and threes that that he used to be so consistent with, it's an absolute wrap. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to move on to uh, the Nuggets Spurs and just kind of talk about them real quick because I want to get into these next games, which are more entertaining and more relevant. I like it. <clears throat> um, so Nuggets Spurs game six, Spurs won 120-103, despite Jokic's 43-12 boards and nine assists. Pretty savage. Crazy-ass game for him. Uh, LaMarcus put up 26 and 10 DeRozan 25, seven, seven. Those guys let it. Uh, so they moved to game seven, which was in Denver. Correct. I believe. Yes. Uh, Denver won that by four 90 to 86 because both these teams play like the same basketball where it's like defense and fundamentals. So you don't score a whole lot. 
use the whole yeah. shot clock, etc. Nuggets are the baby Spurs. <laughs> yep. This time, Jokic had a triple double: twenty-one, fifteen, and ten. Dude is so, impressive. There you go, Ahop. He finally got one for you. <laughs> Yay! I knew he could do it. Jamal Murray led the team with twenty-three. On the other end, no one in the twenties. Oh, R- Rudy Gay, twenty-one and eight off the bench for uh, at the Spurs. Not bad. There so, was that yeah. whole question mark late in that game too, where the Spurs didn't foul. Oh yeah, that was that game, huh? Yeah, where they were just yelling at, or Pop and a couple other guys were yelling at. Who was it? Was it Lamarcus Aldridge or Derek White or someone uh, to foul when they were down four with like eight, ten seconds, eight seconds left? And then uh, the clock just ran down, and Jamal Murray shot, missed the three, and then the clock ran out. <laughs> it was just like a real bad mental lapse. Um, it like, sounds like per pop that he didn't think the players could hear him when he was yelling, but it's like it doesn't you, matter. You shouldn't have to be told that that is what you need to do in yeah, that you've situation. You've been playing basketball your whole life. You should know you're losing. There's not a lot of time left. Foul. <laughs> yeah. Unless they thought it was tied or something, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, and see, I don't know. I don't. I don't strange. have an excuse. But yeah, it's weird. It's very unspurs. You know, as a team that usually always makes the right play, they don't always win because of it, but they always make it. That's a pretty big lapse. So, mm-hmm. I'm sure, despite it being the off season, Pop made them run fifty two thousand down down and backs because they deserve it. Yeah. Seriously, probably not though, because the season's over and he probably doesn't have control of them. <laughs> well, if they want to do them at the start of next season, I, that's up to them. <laughs> the free agent guys are like deuces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to the series of this week. Uh, the what is this? The semifinals, quarterfinals, quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, no, it's the conference semis, right? Because then it's the conference finals and the actual finals. I don't know. Um, whatever. Rockets versus Warriors. Game one. Yes. That's that's where we're at. Yes, Warriors that. won this game 104-100. Although there was a lot of complaining about Warriors players walking under Rockets players on jump shots. Yes. Which I do think some were warranted after looking at replays. But yes. first, let's go over the stats real quick. Um, the stats, you kind of cut out, but yeah, I think the we got The stats it. real quick. There yeah. we go. That's what we wanted. Except for, except for mid sentence, sorry. Except for when in the official audio you didn't cut out, and I just sound like a dummy. Probably, internet booty. So, um, James dropped thirty-five. Eric Gordon dropped twenty-seven. CP dropped seventeen. Honestly, looking at these stats, and everybody else kind of didn't do a whole lot. I was surprised they only lost by four. Because yeah. if you look like you look at the Warriors stats, and every single starter scored 13 points or more yeah which is absurd kd got his own number 35 uh andre iguodala 14 draymond 14 9 9 typical draymond game clay 13 which is really low for him even in 41 or especially in 41 minutes yeah steph 18 and seven boards still how's this guy getting rebounds yeah i'm asking the question <laughs> um was this the game that uh that uh Clay hurt himself, or was that in game two? Uh, he rolled an ankle uh, in one of them, and might have been this one because he only had 13 points, but he did play 41 minutes. So, again, you feel like Steph having 18 and 37 minutes like something weird's going on there. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, they barely won by four. Yeah, um, but the whole walking under players thing, uh, Harden says 
we all know what happened a few years back with Kawhi, which he's alluding to. I think it was last year. I don't think it was a few years, was it? I don't remember. Oh, it was. It was two. Yeah, it was two years ago. Um, because he was still playing for the Spurs at that time. Ah, <laughs> like, okay. Physically playing, even though he was under <laughs> contract last year. Um, it was Vuce, not Vucevic. What's his name? Um, Ilyasova, right? I don't know, no. dude. I, I'm not your it's guy. It's really bugging me. It's not important who it was. Explain what it. happened. I got it. Uh, there's a bunch of videos of him. Okay, whatever. They, they had a guy on their team that's apparently dirty. Um, oh, it's really bugging me. I can't remember his name. And uh, he's walking. he walked under Kawhi once, and he sprained his ankle, and it was really bad. But he played the next game Kawhi did. And it was still, it was going good. The game was going great. And he shot again. The same guy walked under him and Kawhi landed on the ankle again. And yikes. And there he was. Yeah, there he went. And then that, like, and the Spurs were actually like in this series. They might have actually won. They were playing very well. And then Kawhi got hurt. And that was kind of that. Okay. Yeah. Who are they playing? What? Like, who are they playing? The Spurs? Yeah. They were playing the Warriors. Oh, it was against the Warriors. Okay. That's why it was brought up. That's why Harden said that. He's like, you saw what happened with Kawhi a few years ago. I don't want it to happen. It just like all clicked at once. (laughs) But uh, I don't think the guy who did it is still on the team. Oh, man. Zaza Pachulia? Yes. Thank you, God. That guy sucks. Yeah, he's and he's dirty because he sucks. So here's here's so what all Pachulia had to say about it. When you're six eleven and you play hard, you get blamed for a lot of things. Yeah, nice cop out. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Rockets obviously pretty salty about that, and then they're super petty about what happened next. So they've apparently been making quote extensive data driven end quote, cases to the NBA that the dubs get, quote, major officiating advantages, end quote. I mean, but I like that more than people who just bitch about it. Yeah, if, if you with can, no knowledge, but yeah, you have stats to back it up. If you really think they're getting an advantage, okay. And if you're going to take the time to have people crunch the numbers and you have an actual case with with data that says it, then people can't look the other way. They can't say you're just complaining. You know, maybe it's petty, maybe it's whatever, but like, <laughs> I think it's smart. But what about this coming out a year later? Last year, the Rockets and Warriors played, uh, they went to seven games and the Rockets audited the, ga- the game seven of the 2018 Western Conference Finals and found 81 calls and non-calls that they say costed them uh, a chance to go to the finals. <laughs> Well, I have a couple thoughts about that. One of them is how many much. how many of those are in a, any game, right? right. If you audited every game, what what is a number that you and could be wh- a about? On the other side, what were the Warriors' number? Was it also in the high eighties or the, you know seventy or something? Ex- then it's fair. Exactly that. And the the other question too is like, was this just calls that went against them? Is this just calls they thought were bad generally? You know, but also don't don't miss 27 threes in a row and it doesn't matter how the refs call it you would have won anyway my last thing on this is why is this just coming out now did you just do this <laughs> you're well, like it sounds uh, like after it, that game and are still super petty so you're like look it even happened last year <laughs> didn't this all kind of leak though i don't know that this was like that they presented it 
Or yeah, I don't know, know that it was supposed to come out like this. Mm-hmm. So Probably I don't know. Maybe too. they have had it since last year. Maybe this has been an ongoing thing. I, don't, I mean, who knows? Um, yeah. To continue the pettiness, though, um, after game one, uh, Kerr was doing a press conference or an interview or something, and a reporter bumped into him, and he flopped, um, which I think is uh, whatever. Um, at, which point, at which point the Houston GM tweeted an article from 2016 about Kerr calling out the rest for missing calls, uh, which is pretty funny. Everyone does it. I don't, I don't know why this is all that's being talked about. I mean, I, I understand what he's doing. Cause like I said, some were warranted of the players like walking under them, but some of them like Harden's running from half court jumping and landing at the free throw line and wants a call of a guy running, you know, under him when he's lunging at them, which in that case, it isn't a foul because the shooter's going towards him as long as the defender's going straight up. So there were a couple cases where, you know, that happened and they flopped super hard, but there's yeah. some other cases where you know, they were just shooting straight up jump shots and Clay's walking under him and well, Draymond see, and stuff. But I think we need to ask about the rule though, because I watched some clips where Harden's jump shot. I don't know if he always does it or if it's just when it's contested, but he jumps forward. I jump forward when I take a jumper. I think that I assume that you do too. Well, no, you can tell though when when a guy's like doing a leaner kind of into a jump shot. I'm not talking about that though. There are times where he jumps and he's not leaning, but he kicks his feet kick out in front of him sometimes. And other times I think he just lands in front of the spot where he takes off from. So what's your what's your area of of grace, right? What's your gray area? I think it's more on the defender. If the defender is jumping and landing in their area rather than the defender going, like you're trying to contest the shot. If you jump where you're and land similar to where you took off, I think you're allowed that space. And then it's on the shooter if they jump at you, but it's also like a, like an unspoken rule to not walk under a shooter, you know, try your best if you're contesting to go to the side or something, or, you know, make your feet at an angle so it's not directly under their feet, like spread them or something. So I guess that's just kind of the nature of the game, but I feel like we're asking for inconsistency in the calls with this. In this game one, though, a lot of that happened, and I was surprised. Like, it was a lot. Yeah. Well, which makes you ask, like, are the Warriors trying to draw it? Or, the, or excuse me, the Rockets trying to draw those calls? Or the Warriors just really bad about running under people? I think what the Warriors it? are trying to see how much they can get away with. Mm, I, think that, well. I think that was a test because they're like, this obviously bugs them and throws them off their game. So if we can get away, how much can we get away with until it's a foul? I think it, that's what was happening. It's a little greasy, but you can't really get mad at them for it. No, because the Rockets how, are nuts at threes. That's how, well, and that's how it goes, right? Play, play to the calls. If, I'm gonna, if I can get away with grabbing jerseys, I'm going to grab jerseys. And of course, on the other side, the Warriors thought the calls were fair. Oh, weird. <laughs> Uh, the funniest thing, though, that uh, happened in this game was Draymond said, I've been fouled by James on a James three-pointer before. <laughs> kind of so, clowning. Yeah, which I understand because he, you know, he, he draws, he creates contact. Yes. Whenever he's doing anything. And it's always bugged me about basketball that that's a foul on the defender if the off- offense guy goes into you first, offensive guy. But yeah, that's a discussion for a different time. It, yes, agreed. Uh, however, game two, the Warriors won this again, this time by six. So, you know, there was it's still a very competitive game, and the series is going to be great to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rockets might pick up a game or two here at home. 
I hope so. Especially with how close these have been. Um, there was less complaining in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, including CP3 celebrating mid-game when Harden got a foul call on the, the whole walking under thing. So, so dumb. Chris Paul is a little a little petty guy. Oh, we forgot to mention yeah. game one. He got ejected. That was kind of funny. Oh, yes, of course. That whole sequence. Um, but anyways, uh, some ouch news, I guess you could call it. Harden got scratched in both his eyes in this game. Yeah. At first, I thought he was just, like, selling a flop, like, super hard because the replay showed, like, he got, like, hit in the face barely. And he was down the floor for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, dude, relax, all right? We get it. You, they missed the call. And then he got up and his eyes were, like, bleeding. <laughs> he looked like he'd been hanging out with D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Facts. Um, so, ouch. And then also in this game, Curry dislocated a finger. No, thank you. And it was like his hand was on his knee and his finger was pointing like to the ceiling. (laughs) That's not a visual I need. It wasn't that aggressive, but I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. Um, Yeah, they both made it back into the game, though. Harden was obviously bothered for the rest of the game, but was still somehow balling out because James Harden and uh, Curry. You could tell it bugged Curry a little bit. He was missing some open threes and stuff that he usually makes. He was. He was what? Missing some open threes. Oh, you cut out again, so I want to make sure it was there. Oh, okay. It, it probably is again because your internet, but... Yep. <laughs> Shout out being back home for the, the killer internet. Um, I mean, in the in the two games ahead. this series, Steph is 6 for 23 from 3, which is uh, just a shade below his career average of 44%. Okay. Just a shade. And by just 20, a shade, I mean like a lot below. 20, 23 pointers in two games. Seems kind of low for him. <laughs> uh, he averages 11. Kidding. Yeah, he I averages know. 11. So it's right on the nose. Yeah, six makes. I would expect like eight or something because he's a freak. But in 23 attempts, I would expect more than eight, honestly. But based on his career average. It's right on par. Eight for 23? No, it's like 37. His career average is 44. Oh, I thought you said his career. It's okay. Never mind. Yeah. His career average is disgusting. That's the real problem. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, for game two, stats wise, James Harden put up 29. That's kind of it. Besides Chris Paul's 18, seven and six for the Rockets. Uh, Warriors, Kevin Durant played pretty well in this game. Uh, more noticeably uh, in the fourth quarter. 29 points, five boards, four assists for him. Clay finally broke 20. He's 21 points. Steph Curry also 20 points. They kept Steph off the boards. He only had three. <laughs> Woo! And Draymond but, 15, 12, 7. Like I said, he's looking yeah, more like himself. They gave Draymond the other four. <laughs> he had 12 boards. Yeah, yeah. Of Curry's. See, you can live with him get rebounds, though, not Steph Curry. That's trash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Steph is trash. Nah, that's not true. I know. Even though I don't love them. Uh, next series we got here is Philly versus Toronto. Honestly, was a little shocked that Toronto won the first game. I don't know why. I just thought Philly was a powerhouse, but maybe not. Um, why did you think that? I don't know. They just got such a good roster, but they just don't use it well. Yeah, okay. Or they just never play well at the same times. It pisses me off. I'm like, wow, do better. Mm, yeah. Um, the Sixers, though, they played a good all-around game in terms of people getting involved. No one really broke a 
you know, the 20s, I don't think. Yeah, no. Um, Pascal and Kawhi, though, they were too much. Pascal, the freaking goat. <laughs> Kawhi, He's a baller. Kawhi ended with 45 and 11, and Pascal had 29 and 7. And no one else scored in double digits for the, for uh-huh. the Raptors. No so. one really did anything else. I mean, Lowry had eight Lousy. assists, but after that, it was kind of like <laughs> not a lot of help. Yeah, Marcus saw the big trade, eight points. Oh, nice, man. <laughs> How about the two rebounds? <laughs> I know you've been on the Grizzlies, but the playoffs are in May, so you got to show up. <laughs> two rebounds in 26 minutes from your center. That's That ain't it. Nope. Um, also, 26 minutes kind of low yeah i mean on the sixers side i think the standout well two of them is butler with 10 isn't gonna get the job done in 38 Mm -hmm. minutes and Embiid 16 not horrible but 16 and 8 i mean what did he average this year way more than that (laughs) yeah so i mean he only played 30 minutes but um let's see what he averaged he averaged i got it right here 27 and a half and rebounds? Uh, 13 and a half. Yeah. See, that's that's not going to get it done. So, Yikes. I mean, the rebounds was closer, but the the points, you're almost like, you're still like almost halfway off, essentially. I don't uh, know. I feel like the percentages probably aren't that different. But anyway, game two. Whoa. The Sixers suck a little bit less. <laughs> this is true. Uh, however, Joel, Joel and, and Bead stunk a lot because he had diarrhea. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> he, he mentioned that after the game. He went into grave detail about his problems. Yeah, as, as I would expect him to do. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, though, really led the team. He had his best game of the playoffs, I think. Uh, he had 30 and 11. And Tobi- five assists. Yes, and Tobias Harris sucked. He had nine, but he also he added eleven points or rebounds. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's why I wanted to mention him. Joel was sick, so just the fact that he put out twelve, six, and five is kind of impressive for being and, sick. And his presence on the floor for thirty-two minutes, I think, matters. Just his <laughs> being on the floor, you know. You'd think he'd be in the bathroom for thirty-two minutes, not <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> uh, and then Simmons, though, forty-four minutes, and he has six, seven, five to show for it. It sounds like the new Draymond. Oh, yeah. Except he has way more hype. Yeah, all right, fair <laughs> enough. On the other side, uh, Pascal and Kawhi both show up again. Kawhi 35-7-6, Pascal 21-7. And, and Kyle wasn't so lousy this game with 25-5, but that's and, it. And Mark Gasol was still garbage. 35 <laughs> minutes, 5-7-5. Five, five. Come on, man. I know he's been playing like the last series. He played pretty well too. He was a big factor, and now he just sucks. Well, maybe Embiid's just too much for him. I don't know. New age guy, running the poor old dude to death. But yes. I mean, with his as a pretty complete offensive player, Gasol. I mean, he can shoot it from the outside. He has a good post game. He can rebound. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to ask, like, why? Why are we scoring five points? That ain't it. Yep. Speaking of five points, it sure felt like the Bucks. That's all they scored in the game one versus seriously. <laughs> versus this was Celtics. crazy, dude. They got blown the f out. Well, and I'll tell you why. Go his ahead. name is Al Horford. He was playing out of his freaking mind. 
He was taking Giannis to school, bro. He, he was going old school on him at the Y. He had all the facts. Old, the old man bag moves. He said, oh, um, you're young and athletic, huh? Let me let me ruin that real quick. He would throw like an elbow in his gut, make him like go, ow, and then shoot a hook shot over him. That well, was essentially what happened. I mean, I really think it was defensively that it was so impressive because you always see Giannis, it doesn't matter how deep you play him in the paint. But Horford would sit and wait for him and then just body him up. <laughs> just absolutely. I also felt. You got that old man beer belly strength. <laughs> um, Horford's always been a great defender, and I commend him for the work that he did on Giannis in this game one. Um, I don't think we mentioned, but Boston won this first game 112 to 90, which is just real low for the Bucs. Um, mm-hmm. And low scoring is going to benefit the Celtics here. But. Um, I I saw some of Giannis getting the LeBron effect, the the, the you're no big calls. the you're big and strong, so we're not going to call that foul. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> Giannis is like, all right, I'm going to go back to skinny and wimp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, as I I admittedly am biased here because I I love Giannis and I want this Bucks team to do well, but I it just felt like the uh, the sheer number of times he drove to the basket and put up a shot in the paint compared to the number of fouls that were called. It just isn't statistically possible. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we've seen for so long with LeBron is if he's in the key 15 times putting up a some kind of lay-in, there's no way he didn't get fouled ever. That's not right. <laughs> so, uh, But I do give a little credit to the Celtics because they were throwing some stuff at the Bucks they've never seen before. Oh, so much credit. Yes, definitely. They played they, great. They were double-teaming him. Every time he touched the ball, occasionally triple teaming him. There was four guys between him and the basket at all times. Yeah, there was always a guy there putting pressure on. um, Not to mention Al Horford blocked the living shit out of Giannis. Oh, yeah. He was eating him up. (laughs) And then proceeded to fall down because he's old. (laughs) He backpedaled and just couldn't catch his balance and then ate it. I mean, after that block, he can fall all he wants. The ball just bounced straight off the ground into the stands. It was a pretty intense block. Uh, it Like, if anybody didn't see it, just picture Al Horford blocking someone, and you're probably picturing what happened. Because <laughs> he didn't send it to the stands. He just kind of prevented it from going in. It was impressive, though. Um, uh, yeah, numbers-wise. Kyrie uh, played pretty well. Yeah, I was going to start with the Bucks, but we'll go to Kyrie. Um, Kyrie had 26, seven boards, 11 assists. Yeah. Really good game for me. I just figured we were talking about Al Horford. So, Oh, okay. Fair enough. I was going to talk about Giannis getting roasted. <laughs> well, either let's way. go to that now. Cause no one else really did anything besides Jalen Brown with 19. Well, I mean, Horford though, 20 points, 11 boards, plus just an outstanding defensive game. I don't think you can ask for a lot more from him. Um, Giannis in 34 minutes still managed to put up 22 and eight. So what I found really alarming about this game from the Bucks' perspective is it really showed how much they collectively rely on Giannis to, to generate their offense. So you look at Chris Middleton, um, he has 16 points, which isn't terribly below his season average, but you need him to create he, when Giannis had, is getting shut down. He had 10 boards, which isn't his job. He's a shooter. Agreed. And, and Giannis. It's not good. But then to ex- kind of continue with that, Bledsoe had six points. Six? Yeah. That, can, we that might, can't We might happen. see a, a tweet that he wants to be traded. 
<laughs> yeah, very well, very well could. Um, we saw little flashes from Ilyasova and Miritich hitting some threes that kind of changed the pace of the game. But um, you also, need those other like, guys to create, man. What happened to Brooke Lopez, dude? Oh, yeah, Splash Mountain. He only had that one three. And Agreed. three boards, too. Like, yikes. Yeah, not a good look. Um, I think on all of those topics, we should move into game two because it looked very different the landscape there the polar opposite because they destroyed the Celtics. Yeah. Um, shout out Paul Pierce, who after game one said Celtics and four, it's over. What an idiot. Um, that dude just stays saying dumb <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> he really does. He really so does. You're stupid. not even wrong. Um, so we saw Giannis come back with a vengeance. He had 29 and 10. And like I was saying though, about a, in that first game, he he has 16 points on 5 for 12 shooting. And then he comes back out in the second game. He has 28. He puts up 18 field goal attempts, 10 of them threes, and he hits seven of those 10 threes, right? Mm-hmm. It just kind of changes the dynamic. Brooke Lopez had 10 points. Um, Bledsoe puts up 21. And you see how different the landscape is. Right. Hello. What did you see in this game? Hello. <laughs> I thought you went away. You just like stopped nope. talking. I was waiting for you to fill in, but you didn't oh, say anything. Sorry. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, I the Celtics played like they've been playing. You know, they yeah. Didn't seem like they were all all in. Like Kyrie had nine. Yikes. That mm-hmm, big yikes. That, that can't happen. Like Tatum all. has five. That's also a yikes. So that can happen. We've seen that happen before. But yeah, but yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie cannot have nine. Nine. Agreed. He has to have twenty plus every game. Agreed. Um, I don't know. I think Giannis just said "f it" and just said "screw double teams." I'm going through them. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just doing it. I'm yeah. just doing it. Yeah. And it, that's the thing, though, where it really shows. Like he has to be, he has to do it. You know, there is no, oh, he's off. Bledsoe's going to do it. Middleton's going to do it. Right. Like these guys play well when he plays well. I must say, uh, Splash Mountains dropping 24 next game. Ooh, I I like it. Full prediction. (laughs) He's, he's due for a game like 10 points and four boards. Come on. I I love me some big man shooting threes. It's just, it's, it's the purest thing you'll ever see on a basketball court. Well, tune tune in Friday night at five to see Splash Mountain drop twenty four <laughs> per night, and probably negative six rebounds. But that's okay. Ah, maybe, <laughs> but that's okay. Moving on, a series that I'm very much invested in. I think it'll, they, they, these two teams match up pretty well. Is Denver and Portland? Uh, first game uh, was really close. Denver prevailed. They. Won one twenty one to one thirteen. Um, Dame did his thing. His back is about to snap in half. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thirty nine points, three boards, six assists. Cantor playing well again. Awesome. Yeah, good job for him. 26. Despite being accosted by the fans. Yes, twenty six and seven. Do you want to tell that story? Uh, I don't have it handy. Do you? Well, why are you going to mention it? If you don't? <laughs> Because it came to mind. Okay, well, go find my text for, that I sent you, right. and then I'll continue here. CJ had 16, and the GOAT himself, Rodney Hood, had 17. But in a losing effort, so that kind of sucks. Okay, I have it. Yep. 
Um, the crowd was chanting, Cantor sucks. Mm-hmm. This is the, the Denver crowd. And one yelled out, go back to Turkey. Oh, wait, you can't. Um, so this was tweeted by Royce Which, Young. might I add, not wrong. He can't. True. Um, Enos quoted this tweet, and he replied, I wish I could go back to Turkey to see family, sad face emoji, but I chose to support democracy, freedom, and human rights. I am grateful. For- <laughs> <laughs> I am grateful for most Americans supporting that right. At Nuggets, take control of your fans. This is hurtful. Broken heart emoji. Be grateful for the democracy and freedom we have here. So if that isn't the most classy, just absolute fire clapback I've ever heard, <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to say. Um, good work. That is that is top of the line stuff from Cantor. It made made me uh, have a little more respect for him as a an individual. Yeah, as a player, I still hate his guts. That's okay. <laughs> no, I, I hate strong word. He's just kind of annoying and cocky for how <laughs> not good he is at basketball. Well, his twenty six and seven says otherwise. Yes, he played well this game. I will give him that. Um, however, they lost because Nikola Jokic had thirty seven nine and six. Dude continues the ball. Yeah. Um, Jamal Murray, I feel like scores 23 points like clockwork every yep. game. Uh, eight, eight assists. assists is a good look. Yeah. I mean, if you're scoring 23 every game, I'd take that over a guy that scores 23 one game and two the next, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like Kyrie or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out nine. <laughs> pew, pew. Uh, Paul Millsap, 19 and six. And our boy, Tori Craig, with a fail of a three and three. <laughs> The game. <laughs> Your boy Tory Craig. <laughs> I never claimed him. Well, it's the podcast claim, so no, it's the Nate claim. <laughs> well, Nate claims that you claimed him. Well, I claim that I didn't. <laughs> game two, however, was a different story for the Blazers. Just like the Bucks Celtics series, the Blazers took control and never looked back. The score will tell a different story as it was ninety seven to ninety, but you could tell the whole game the Blazers had control of this game. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, Damian Lillard didn't need to score 600 points for them to win. <laughs> <laughs> he scored 14, four and four. Uh, they were actually led by CJ McCollum, who had 26 and six. And then uh, the goat Rodney had 15. Zach Collins added 10 and six. Enos added 15 and nine. I was Al- wondering if you were going to call him out. Al Farouk Aminu had 11 and 10. No, 15 and nine. That's a game I expect from Enos. I know. But I was just waiting to see if you're going to say it. If you're just going to skim right on over him, what that he didn't score twenty? Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, for the Nuggets, I don't Millsap, hate him that much. Millsap had fourteen and eleven. Jokic, another pretty good game. Uh, Sixteen, fourteen, and seven assists. Um, <laughs> this dude's just the walking double digit. Like, if, Jam- if Jamal Murray, category. if Jamal Murray would have had twenty three, uh, the Nuggets would have won this game by one point. Instead, he had fifteen. <laughs> Gary and Harris seven with 12. Rebounds, like a curry. Yeah, okay, yeah. And Beasley with uh, 13. Yeah, this game was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't really know what to make of this series. It's, no, it's the same thing as the Spurs-Nugget series. I think this will go to seven as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Unless unless Dame scores 40 in the next two games, then it might be over. Uh, he could. <laughs> no, he could, yeah. Uh, he'll be shooting from three-quarters court, just swishing them, but... Yeah, unfortunately. I, I, I'm i there for that, though. I'd like to see that. Do it, Dame. They play tonight, no? I don't know. You tell me. Thursday night, prime time hoops. Uh, schedule. Yep. Sixers, Raptors right now. Yeah. Eat. 
Yeah, yeet. Yeah, yeet. All right. Let's move on to... Wow. <laughs> makes, makes you wonder why we ever had a robot intro to begin with. N-C-A-A. Match Madness. That was awesome. It's not March Madness anymore, but that was great. I know, but I like the robot. March Madness. <laughs> All right. Take it away. This is this is what Nate's big mad about, so I hope y'all are ready. It's, well, I wasn't. I'm, I'll start off by saying it's about the NCA investigation. So here's the overlying thing. So I was doing my research today. Arizona assistant apparently said on a recording that Sean Miller was paying DeAndre Ayton $10,000 a month. Again, Twitter says bargain, but, you know, it's Twitter. <laughs> um, in theory, this would equal the estimate of the original 100K that was rumored that he was paying him per year or for a year. Um, the conversation allegedly sounded like uh, Book Richardson, who has already been tried and is in prison now, um, says Sean's got to get the blank out the way and let us work assuming he said f uh (laughs) dawkins who's a sports agent said we'll see how sean plays it out richardson said you know what he bought per month dawkins said what he do richardson (laughs) said i told you 10 could be dollars you don't know dawkins says he's putting up some real money for them n words uh he told me he's getting killed Richardson, but that's his fault. So weird conversation. I just realized what he's getting killed meant as I was reading it. So I'm going to delete what I said there. Um, interesting, (laughs) interesting that book says that he needs to get out the way. So maybe it's book saying that he's trying to pay them, but Sean won't let him. Hmm. If you can look at it from that angle too, I'm just trying to provide all angles here. Um, what also is weird that they didn't ask Sean Miller to testify in this case. So you'd think he'd be able to tell his side when they're listening to a wiretap about him. Yeah, that's odd. More on that in a second. Remember that. Um, and then another weird thing is that Arizona. Oh, wait. Um, this Sean Miller was cleared by Arizona and the FBI before this trial started saying that he did he had no involvement so now all of a sudden there's this mysterious tape or that's saying he did have involvement but let's go to the tape so or, or this alleged tape um which turned into court proceedings and hearings and stuff so that the tape there's a tweet that said we've learned that mark schlerith the guy who originally nice uh, Slayer Bach, I don't know how to say his name, from ESPN, that originally said the 100K thing about uh, Sean Miller last year, um, said his source was NCAA trial attorney Haney. I don't know who that is, but, you know, that's, he, he wouldn't know about this tape, the trial attorney. Um, so this tweet says it's clear there was never a wiretap of Miller talking to Dawkins about paying eight and a hundred K this is a false report and has damaged the reputation of Miller and Slarbox should be held accountable. It just gets ugly after that, but it goes on from here. There was in the court proceeding. This is where I get big mad because people are just stupid and spreading fake news. This guy for New York times 
Sports is saying Christian Dawkins testified here in New York City that Sean Miller paid players at Arizona and that he had a good relationship with Miller. Here's the exchange. So we're going to go through this exchange and let me and tell me if you hear at any point Dawkins saying that Miller paid players at Arizona. So okay. here, here's the question from a uh, defense attorney. Do you have a good relationship with Sean Miller? Dawkins replies, yes. And then he said, the defense attorney says, you never paid the head coach a dime, did you? Dawkins said, never. Follow-up question, you do have a good relationship with Sean Miller. We have a pretty good relationship, yes. In defense, Exhibit 7, was there, was there was discussion about Sean Miller paying players? Dawkins says, yes, there was discussion about it. Okay, and then um, you don't think it's a crime to pay players do you says the defense attorney Dawkins says no then adding you can't defraud a school I don't even know how that's possible so that's just kind of whatever jargon doesn't really matter and then the defense attorney asked Miller knew what was going on correct and then uh, the judge said to sustain and there was an objection based on that so the dude tweeting said, he said that Sean Miller paid players, but there's no indication in this thing that the dude that tweeted provided us that says that, that he said that. So I'm just, it's hard to believe anybody at this point because everybody just wants clicks and they'd be lying. Because everybody is, it's all like he said, she said anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Sick. Yep. So everyone's just making stuff up at this juncture for all we know. Yes. Cool, my favorite. So, like, that's if you go on Twitter and just type in wiretap or Sean Miller, you'll see a bunch of things. Like, but you, if you do the top stories, it'll be saying, "Oh, he's a guilty yada yada." But if you go to the latest, there's a bunch of people trashing these reporters, saying none of this is true. You guys are just making ish up. And like, I mean, that was the initial thing, right? That it, it yes. was like all just fake news. And so now it's coming back and. It's kind of the same thing again. It's like fake again. And so there's this example. Uh, this guy, I I found his Twitter. He's a Tucson, Arizona, U of A Wildcat reporter. And uh, this man, this random guy on Twitter tweets, the Board of Regents are meeting today. I don't know if they'll find cause, but I'll bet they start the clock with Sean Miller's demise. He embarrassed the guys. That, you know, he went on. And then <laughs> the, the reporter quotes, like this dude right here. The Board of Regents confirmed with me today that there's no meeting, but he's going around telling anybody who will listen that there's a big meeting tomorrow <laughs> and then reverse start. And so I think it's just a whole Twitter thing that's happening here. So I hope that like the actual trial is going better than it sounds because a big problem is there's it's not being televised or recorded. So the media has no idea what's going on in there. It's just hearsay and rumors. So they're just basing all these articles off of nothingness. This is absurd. Which that, that that's why it pisses me off. It's like how are you just going to be in the national, you know, the public eye, the national media, and just be? Oh, I think this happened, but I'm going to say it as fact. It's like no, that's not journalism. <laughs> I mean, it's as close as we're getting nowadays. It seems. And there's so many responding or responses to these tweets saying like fake news and stuff. And I'm really interested to see what happens because. I, when I was doing the initial research, I was like, damn, they got him, you know, wiretaps, yada, yada. Then yeah. You, you do your own research and you find out, wait, these wiretaps don't even Don't exist. say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Like they, they don't exist. Of Well, I mean, they might exist, but of him saying that, 
it, they don't exist. So at least not that we're aware of. Yeah, and so I hope the courts have you know more of a handle on everything. Um, but being as the FBI and NCA cleared Sean Miller and Arizona that we they didn't pay DeAndre Ayton or another player Raleigh Alkins before this trial, it's kind of weird to me that this would all come back. It's like, I yeah. think the FBI would have found these said wiretaps because they probably did them. So why would, check they, out. why would they clear them? <laughs> they have them on tape say that they paid. Because know, it's a big plot mess. twist. Miller's paying them to plot twist. ESPN just hates Arizona. <laughs> nah, it's also possible. That's less of a plot twist. <laughs> Anyways, it's a big mess. I hope it all works out. Like, I don't even care if Arizona's guilty. I just want to see the evidence and like, see like, this is what happened. Here's what the conversation that went down. Here's how we know it happened. Yeah. Not like eh, it might've happened. So they're guilty. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, time will tell. And Nate, will you keep us updated? Is the real question? Probably. I hope that that was clear. It was, it was very confusing to go through myself, let, <laughs> let alone talk about it. I was confused just listening. So, Oh, good. Well, sorry, everybody. I just wasted 10 minutes of your life. I think that's because it makes no sense, not because of you. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> now it's time for, for Bob We Know. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Um, I will take the lead on this one since you were just talking a lot. I need a a water break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So for for football, we know this week, I'm going to start with some context and then I'm going to ask a couple questions um, and we're going to we're going to talk through these. So uh, we mentioned earlier that Clippers players had some good things to say about Kevin Durant, uh, just about him being a special player um, and that he showed everybody who he is. Now, there, the reason for that wording is because there is a quote from Kevin Durant where he said, quote, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> you got a pause there. Just, I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> well, there has to be a pause. Um, no, I know. It was just great. It sounded like that was the quote. You just were going to end it there. <laughs> um. So since this comment, KD, it's six games since then. KD in the playoffs has been averaging 38.6 points, five and a half boards, just over five assists. And he's been shooting 45% from the field and 41% from three. So what led to this comment from Kevin Durant was in the first two games against the Clippers, where he was being guarded by Pat Bev, he had 23 points and 21. Steve Kerr was being asked by reporters how he felt about KD taking only eight shots in game two. Mm-hmm. Kerr shot right back saying, quote, the guy's the most skilled basketball player on planet Earth. There's nobody that can do what he does. Absolutely, he needs to be more aggressive. It's the playoffs. He can get any shot he wants anytime. I want him to get 20 shots, 30. Um, just a few minutes later, KD was being interviewed and a reporter replayed Kerr's comment, or he at least quoted it to KD and KD replied, I'm not going to go out there and just shoot 20 or 30 shots. I don't play like that. And then later said, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Now, the one thing I would like to qualify those earlier stats with is that KD explicitly said he is not going to go out and take 20 or 30 shots because that's not the player he is. Since that comment, he's been taking 24 shots a game, and his counts are 23, 21, 26, 26, 25, 22. That aside, the numbers are really impressive, almost 39 points, plus five, plus side of five uh, rebounds and assists. 
um, plus 40% shooting. So I think this leads us to ask, what do these performances and what do these playoffs so far say about KD and his relationship with Golden State? So my first question is, and I think these two questions play into one another based on your opinions, is Golden State KD's team now? Does Golden State belong to him? Mm-hmm. And whether or not you believe that, do his outstanding numbers mean less or more due to the caliber of Golden State collectively? That's a lot. That is a lot. So I initially, I feel like everyone, when he went to Golden State, said, okay, this is going to become Kevin Durant's team. But then what we saw time and again was that they needed Steph Curry to play well if they wanted to to succeed. This playoffs has been very different. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been the KD show. I mean, he's had... Could it be because Boogie got hurt, though? And they had to, like, on the fly change their whole game plan? Why would that be? Because they're missing an integral part of their offense. They've Maybe. just been playing. They've been playing without Boogie for the last three years. <laughs> I'm just saying, for the last three months of the season, they were playing with him. So, but why would they revert to something new? I don't know. Maybe it just kind of turned out that way. Like once Boogie went out in that game, maybe they just went to KD and saw that worked, and then now they're doing that. I don't know. Maybe, but this has been through two different series. And These are so, just thoughts of mine. So in those first two games where KD had 21 and uh, and 23, I believe, Steph had 38 and 29. Since mm-hmm. then, he's hovered in the low 20s. Or 38, 33, 45, 50, 35, 29. Right. Is, like, what do you, is this a trend then? or Or is this what it is? Because I, yeah, the sample I don't know. size is still a little too small. I think it is small. So I, it sounds to me like you're leaning towards this isn't his team. He's just playing well right now, and they're feeding him the ball. I think last game they were feeding him the ball even more because Steph hurt his finger. So, so yeah. one, you don't want to risk him hurting it more. Two, you know he's not going to be the same Steph Curry with a hurt finger. And three, Steph probably, probably recognized that himself. And so he was like, let's just give KD the ball. So th- KD took less shots the last game than he had. The he past still few. scored 29 points, though. You know, he was the leading scorer. Yeah. So he had the ball more. It doesn't necessarily mean he shot more. Because when you go to the line, if you go to the line and you miss a shot, it doesn't count against you. So he, just because he shot less doesn't mean, you know, that he didn't have the ball in his hands more. Um, I think that that it, maybe for now it's kind of looking like that maybe it depends on matchups as well um and they like the KD matchup against whoever he's being guarded by at this point <laughs> uh PJ Tucker I think rather than Curry trying to go up against Chris Paul who's a pretty scrappy guy and a good defender good defender so maybe they're just like hey let's just kind of let KD run the show and then when Steph's open he's open I, that so could did, be a probable case for this series anyway. Yeah. So do the numbers mean more or less because he's on Golden State? I think they mean the same as if he wasn't on Golden State because I think if KD's anywhere, he's going to be perform- performing like this. He'll, he'll, he'll be putting up his, whether they're winning or not, I don't know. But he'll be getting his every night. 
because because he's Kevin Durant. That's what you know the best players in the league do. He, he just gets buckets. Yes, you're gonna get yours, and that, that's what any guys in the league say about defending. You know, guys like Katie, LeBron, James Harden. They're like they're gonna get theirs. You just got to try to limit it as best you can. For sure. Um, I think for me, I'm interested to see, like you said, small sample size. I'm interested to see if these trends continue through these playoffs Um, with KD going into that free agency decision. You, you feel like if this is how it looks, he wants to stick around more than if Steph takes the team back over because whether KD is going to say it out loud or not, he hates that asterisk asterisk that's next to <laughs> all of these rings right. and all of these performances. I mean, he cares way too much about what people think of him. So, and he likes to remind us that he doesn't care, <laughs> but he, because that's how But in saying really, that he does care. <laughs> exactly. It's completely ass backwards, but, um, I think this is interesting. Um, I, I think this is a very different Kevin Durant than we saw pre golden state. I think his game is has matured, um, and he, I think as far as just like taking pressure shots, he has matured. But I personally cannot be convinced of his ability to lead a team until it's actually his team to lead. Yeah, I mean, and in the, at the end of the day, the Warriors will keep Stephen Curry over Kevin Durant because he's been with the franchise that long and. I mean, he's his, he means that yeah, much, and to his the team, contract's yeah. more longer than KD's right now, anyway. And he and yeah. he's younger and all this, but um, so is he? I think so. I'm pretty sure. No, he's a year older. He is. That's not right. Well, I, I guess he's like six months older. That's broken. I feel. Like, I I mean, they came in the league at different times, but I still, for some reason, just yeah. felt like, well, okay. Never mind. Screw what I said. Um, yes. This is why you always check your own facts, kids. Well, that, I was here to check it. That's why there's two mm-hmm. of us. But no, I think you made a lot of good points. I think this will be interesting as the playoffs continue and going into the off season. Yeah. Um, I don't think at the end of the season it'll matter because he'll be out, but KD will. You think he's just gone, gone, gone? Yep. Pick me up before you go, go. <sighs> He's going to LA. No, I don't know where he's going, but he's going somewhere and it's not the Bay Area. Well, I guess time will tell. I guess it also depends if they win the championship or not. I feel like if they win the championship, he's out because he's like, all right, I got three. I'm good now. I was pretty confident he wouldn't go to Golden State in the first place. So I guess I'm not the guy to ask. <laughs> yeah, I remember you woke up and your whole freaking week was ruined when you saw. I was so sad. <laughs> yeah. And and in that moment was born my resentment for Kevin so Durant. So the rest of America. Yeah, yeah. Well, except all the new Golden State fans as of that morning. True. They were probably excited. <laughs> the fake KD fans. Scrubs. Anyways, um, that's the episode. We out here. Yeah, yeet number fifty. Yeah, yeet number fifty. Well, if we actually did that every episode, I think that would count for that, but we don't. So sad. I was just referring to the episode number. (laughs) Anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, review us, all that good stuff that gets us to the top of the charts of iTunes and whatnot. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll see you for episode 51 next week. Don't forget to watch basketball because basketball. Um, Anything else to add, A-Hop? 
love you guys. Oh, yeah, I, I usually say that. Uh-huh. Anyways, thanks for listening. For Nate. For A-Hop. See ya. Adios. Man, I'm 75 and still alive. Like, damn, it went fast. I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh. Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math. And every time I'm looking dumb because I ain't listening to the man. And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at I said, son, go get that bond, let me show you who you are I said, this is my legacy, I leave it for you And that's something that's a part of me, now a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed in the rock like I put the world in his hands and now he's dribbling yeah yeah and now he's dribbling yeah yeah and now he's dribbling yeah he put some shots up and he's dribbling